For Arizona Public Media, I'm Tim Swindle, Director of the University of Arizona Space Institute, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today is Juanita Merchant, Chief of the Division of Gastroenterology at the University of Arizona College of Medicine. Juanita, you've been working on both genetic factors influencing people's chances of getting stomach cancer and on ways of detecting the disease earlier. Could you first tell us a little bit about what we know about stomach cancer? So stomach cancer is generally triggered by an infection from an organism called Helicobacter pylori. And the person received the Nobel Prize in 2005 for discovering this. But what the organism does is it triggers an inflammatory response. And there has been sort of a debate whether it's the organism that is causing the cancer or it's the inflammation that the organism triggers. We've been working on the aspect with the assumption that it's really the inflammation that is really driving the, the cancer. So the cancer, gastric cancer is usually a change in the, what's called the epithelial cells or the lining, the cells lining the stomach. How prevalent is stomach cancer? In the United States, it's not as prevalent as it was, um, say, before the, the mid-1960s, so from the turn of the last century, so from the 1900s until uh, the mid-1960s, it was probably one of the top one or two cancers in the country. And then we kind of cleaned up our uh, sewer system, so uh, improved sanitation has really made a difference in reducing gastric cancer in general in the uni United States to about the fifth most prevalent uh, cancer. But worldwide, it is still a, a very um, common cancer, particularly in East Asia. We are seeing a much higher uh, incidence of stomach cancer in the Native American population. And it really actually kind of stems back to that issue of sanitation and the fact that the organism is in the, in the water. And that's actually, in general, how it's transmitted. And so we would like to use these biomarkers to identify people that may be more susceptible to the organism by using biomarkers that are easy to measure and then make a decision whether people need to come into the hospital to have the, the upper endoscopy. So that's where the biomarker, particularly picking it up in the urine, is going to be uh, very useful. So that because you can store it very easily in, in a hot climate, in rural areas, et cetera. Are there other factors involved in getting stomach cancer besides the H. pylori? Yes, there is another infectious agent. It happens to be a virus called Epstein-Barr virus. So maybe about 10% of cancers can be caused by Epstein-Barr virus. And there are um, uh, studies that are ongoing that are going to hopefully be starting at the University of Arizona where investigators will be looking whether there's a co-infection with Helicobacter and this particular virus. And then there is also environmental triggers such as high salt, so too much salt, and also not what we call nitrogenous uh, materials such as from eating barbecue, which can uh, trigger this a certain pathway. How did you get started working on the problem? <laughs> uh, well, I, when I was a professor at uh, another institution for, for many years, uh, I 
uh, initially was asking the question how the stomach makes acid and there is a hormone in the lower part of everyone's stomach. So as soon as you smell food, this hormone gets released and tells a certain cell population in the stomach to start making that acid. And most people think acid is there to start your digestion, but it's probably there to protect us from all of the different organisms that we are ingesting in our food or, you know, swallowing, you know, from our lungs and things like that. It's our first opportunity to start to sterilize what is uh, going into our GI tract. Thanks for talking with us. This is Tim Swindle, and you have been listening to Arizona Science. Our guest today has been Juanita Merchant, Chief of the Division of Gastroenterology at the University of Arizona College of Medicine. You can also listen to this and other Arizona science segments by going to the Arizona Public Media website at azpm.org.